We like to thank you again for joining us at the Relevant Roundtable. Uh, we certainly appreciate you spending some time with us and to talk with our participants each week on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight, we have a guest with us who is the advocate of the advocates. Uh, that's how I'm going to say that tonight. Um, she is not only an advocate, but she is an author. And she is doing an impactful and powerful work in the lives of families, right? And so tonight we are particularly, I think that uh, this woman is fearless, not only in uh, authorship, but fearless in motherhood, right? Because it takes a special type of person to make the impact that she is currently making. And so we just are so thankful and delighted for uh, LaVon McMillan to join us tonight. Uh, LaVon is the founder and CEO of Advocate for Me, LLC. So LaVon, thank you so much for joining us. And why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you are doing? Oh, thank you so much, Tony, for having me on the show. Who is LaVon McMillan? So one, she is a God-fearing woman. And then two, she is a mother of two children, Jordan, who is currently 16, and Jada, who is 10, almost 11. And, you know, they're, they're my livelihood. They gave me life. They gave me my purpose. And I, again, I'm the founder and CEO of Advocate for Me, LLC. I wear many hats because I'm also the president for Jordan A. Smith Foundation, which we started a nonprofit under my son's name. So I'm the president for um, the nonprofit. So I think he, he he's my boss. Um, I didn't get, tell him that yet, but yeah, he's my boss. And, then, <laughs> and of course, um, I'm an author, a six-time author. Um, two children's books, two anthology books, and um, working on an ebook and another children's book. So, you know, our, our program um, for Advocate for Me, we offer resources, advocacy, and training to families, um, to special needs families. Um, and so that's my, that, that's who I think believe, I, oh, and I'm an educator. Sorry, I forgot to say that. Um, so I do work in um, Philadelphia at a charter school um, in the special services department. So um, that's my passion and, and my purpose. And like I said, uh, you'll hear the story later, but you'll find out how the children made that my purpose. So I'm glad to be here. So, LaVon, advocate for me, that was birthed out of something. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us where or how it came through the birthing canal. So like I shared uh, with my children, my oldest, uh, Jordan, he was born uh, 28 weeks. Um, he was two pounds, two ounces. And so from day one, I became his advocate. And um, when he was about four or five, I met uh, Erica Gilchrist. I don't know if everybody remember Periscope, but it's sort of like how we do Facebook Lives now. So Periscope was like the first one. And so I met her through Periscope. She lived in Chicago, Illinois, and she asked me to become um, one of the authors in her anthology. She was doing an anthology called Women Thriving Fearlessly. And I was like, um, I don't have a story, so I don't know, you know, 
what you want me to write about? And so she was like, well, what is it that you do? I was like, and at the time I was taking care of my son, but I had like a family childcare um, at my house just so I could be there for my son and still, you know, be in education. And so, you know, I explained it to her and she was like, oh, well, the fact that you're taking care of your son, that's your story right there. And I was like, I was like, nobody going to read about that. Like, <laughs> it's like what? I was like, I don't know. So I turned her down three times. I, she kept emailing me. I kept saying, uh, let me think about it. And then I like went and replied and she emailed me again. So the third time I talked to my my family and I was like, you know, this lady wants me to, you know, write a chapter in the anthology book. And they was like, the kids was like, do it, mommy, do it. You gonna do the kids the kids was funny. They was like, Mom, you gonna be on Oprah? You gonna you writing a book, you're an author. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it's gonna be like that, but so I emailed her and I said, yes. So the chapter in the anthology book, one day I was walking and she had asked us to come up with like three titles for the chapter. I was walking to pick up Jordan from school and God just whispered advocate for me. And so I wrote it down on the paper and then I gave her two other titles. And um, the team of women that was part of the book, they all had to vote on, they read our chapters and then they had to vote on which title was best for our book. And um, of course, everybody chose Advocate for me. It was like anonymous, like everybody voted for that. And so I, I did the book with them, did the book signing. And then I came back to Philadelphia and my phone was blowing up from families that I had served in early intervention, like their children was transitioning to kindergarten. And they was like, I need a resource. I need help. And so, I, you know, I gave them the resource information that I knew. And then the phone kept, like, the phone kept going off. And I'm like, why all these people keep calling me and asking me for resources? And so I was like, okay. I was like, maybe I'll turn this into a business. So, you know, I did the paperwork and turned it into an LLC. Um, so we're like a for-profit with a social mission. This year makes six years that we've been in business, but five years that we actually been out and about. And so we started the business and um, we just been offering resources, advocacy and training. So like originally started out as a book, then it's a business. And then a couple of weeks ago, we just launched our magazine under Advocate for Me. So we're still offering the resources, but we do it in like different forms. We do virtual trainings. And then we also do the one-on-one um, because I work during the day. It's kind of hard for me to still be um, do the one-on-one sessions. So we have the podcast and then the magazine as a resource for families to go to. Um, so that way, if they need the information, they still have access to it without them just having to get to me. So I'm excited. Didn't think that was going to be my journey, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> it's amazing, though. And I think. I think our journeys to to destiny and purpose are typically like, you know, eye opening, even even for the person that's on the journey, right? So, what is the mission for Advocate for Me, and who is the audience? We narrowed down our audience to special needs moms, just because most of those phone calls that I was getting was the mother. Um, we still get, you know, give information to the to the fathers or any other caregivers, um, but the mother is the one that's my target audience. So she's normally between thirty to forty five, 
with a child that may have, I say special needs, but some people may say neurodivergent. Um, some people may say disability or disorder, but we service that population. So our main goal is to build them up because when you're in that situation and, you know, I definitely know because of my son's experience, you kind of tend to separate yourself from everyone else. And so Advocate for Me is like a platform that you can come to not only just to get the resources, but we also offer like an Autism Moms Night Out where we get we sponsor autism moms to come to an event it's free feed them we do workshops we do one-on-one sessions in that environment this year was our fifth one one was virtual because of the pandemic but this year was our fifth one and so my main goal is to make sure that i'm offering the mom resources so that she doesn't feel like she's alone that she has access to resources whether it's for her child whether it's for her or whether it's for her community. So that's why we named, well, of course it was a chapter in the book, but we called it Advocate for Me because me could be any of those three things. It could be the child, the the parents, or the community. Our mission is to make sure that we're educating, whether it's the mom, community, or the other family members, that we're educating them on the journey that they may be on. So whatever their disability disorder, their special need may be, we're educating them on that. We're giving them the resources and then we're also building them up. For the moms, we're building her up so that she's able to be there for herself. And so we do a more of a holistic approach where we're talking about mind, body, and spirit so that she can be as well as she needs to be for her family and as as well as her work or career life. Because um, personally for me, I left education when my son was about five and they said that he needed a feeding tube. And so I was, I, I was a Head Start teacher and I was like, I can't do both. Like I have to decide whether I should be here with my kids at school or if I should be there for my son. So I chose to be there for my son. And I know that's a big step to do because financially, like if I'm not working, then I can't pay the bills. Um, so I did have a, you know, a good support system, but, you know, just making sure that the mom mentally is in a good state and financially she's able to have access or resources to the things that she needs. Our main target audience is mothers, um, but we do gear to the community. We make sure that the services is on a holistic approach and that we're helping everyone that they need uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So I just want to touch on two items that you mentioned, which I think are very key um, components, um, especially to your, your area of advocacy. And that first one is from a psychological perspective. I could imagine that serving a child with special needs um, or disability could be very, very challenging from a physical, spiritual, and a mental perspective. So what are some of the things that you and your organization does to help a mother to be psychologically balanced? So um, one of the things that we've done, well, the Autism Moms Night Out, that's one of the main things that we talk about, all three things, physical, mental, and spiritual. 
And like I said, we do it more as like a workshop or like an activity. And so when we're in that environment, when we're with the autism moms, a lot get a lot of feelings and emotions get poured out when we do our activities. And so the space is always like confidential and what, you know, what we talk here stays here. And so they feel comfortable in talking about their experience or what they're going through. And most of the time, it's just like, I just want a minute to myself, like just that simple because they're constantly on go providing for their child and, you know, doing what they need to do for their child, whether that's work or just daily living. And so that environment is in person, but we also do like virtual trainings where we had a health coach. We had a person that does, I think she did Reiki. So she was on there talking, gave each of them like a half an hour to share like what their experience is and what their expertise is. So that in the virtual training, if the families feel as though that's something that they want to do, then they'll reach out to them and then they'll move forward with working with them. But we, that, that's why I said it's more of the resources we're bringing it to them so they can say, oh, okay, well, I think I, you know, I think I do need the trainer. You know, my health might not be as good as I want it to be. And I want to, you know, like the saying where they say when you're on the airplane, as a, you know, if you're a parent, put the mask on first and then put it on your child. And so that's, that's like the model that we go by. Like we making sure that you're taken care of physically, mentally, and spiritually. So that you can be there for your child because you're going to get burnt out. You're going to have sleepless nights. You're going to have days on end where it's a lot going on. But if you just say, I'm not going to do it anymore, then nothing's going to get done. So you got to make sure that you're in a good mind space and that physically you're able to do it as well. The second item was self-care. It's hard enough, you know, just in daily life to say I'm worthy of self-care. So how do you and your organization, you know, really persuade mothers that self-care is in fact important? So we go through like the simple things, like just taking a bath or taking like, whether it's you wake up early in the morning just to take a bath while the kids are asleep or late at night once you get every, everybody settled. And you'll be surprised of a lot of moms. They'll be like, I never thought about that. Like, I just get up and I go and I put the kids to bed and I'm exhausted and I just go to sleep. But we try to incorporate that into their schedule, Um, whether it's just taking a bath, whether it's going to the gym or just taking a walk and listen to like meditation music or listening to like, um, I do like a lot of affirmations. So giving affirmations and talking um, to yourself, writing it on a piece of paper and then saying it out loud. So that way, mentally, you're working on, you know, your your psyche so that you're saying, you know, I am special. I am powerful. I am a woman. I am a mother. I am, you know, all that I can be for my child and my family. Because sometimes it do get it does get depressing when you're in that environment and you feel like, you know, your family don't understand what you're going through. Your, you know, um, friends might not understand what you're going through. 
And again, that's how we build our community um, with our moms because we make that connection with each other. And then now we have people that actually understand <laughs> what we're going through. Um, but yeah, so that the self-care piece is definitely important. So even if it's not a self-care like that you would do at your home, then now you built a partnership with another mom and you guys can go to the gym together or you guys can go out just to eat together um, and take that time and just talk, you know, and have somebody that understands what you're going through. Awesome. Let's skip over to your authorship, right? I think one of your books kind of speaks to what you are doing. So kind of talk to us about how the birth, the, the birthing of the book came about, what the essence of it is, and and how it's been um, extremely utilized in the work that you're doing. First book that I actually did was, like I said, the anthology with Erica Gilchrist. Um, and then we did like A Woman Thriving Fearlessly. I think that might have been like her part three, Mother's Edition. And so I was in um, the anthology for that. But my first book that I actually did on my own um, is a children's book called What About Me? And so it's about a child on the autism spectrum disorder. He's not diagnosed in the um, children's book, but we just talk about different um, triggers that he may have. So if it was like loud noises and he wasn't able to, um, I think in the book, it's like he's in music class and it's too much noise. So the mother, that's her first experience of her child being in school. That's his first experience being in school. And so when the illustrator was working on the pictures, I asked him to like bring those emotions out in the illustration. And um, Reginald Byers was the illustrator. He did an amazing job on how, like if you just looked at the picture, like it's one particular picture where the mom is holding the son and the son is nonverbal, but you can tell that he's like, I don't want to be here. Like he's crying. But then, you know, you have the staff that's at the school that's, you know, encouraging the mom and saying he'll be okay. Um, And then you have an advocate that comes in, which that's actually my character. (laughs) And so I come in as the advocate for the family. And so I give them, of course, resources to help them make this transition of into school. So we um, guide them through early intervention. And they have services come in and then he makes gains and thrives in the classroom um, from the from the services that he's receiving. And so that was my first children's book that I wrote. And then the second one is my son's. He actually told his story. So he actually wrote it. I'm the co-author. <laughs> um, so that one is Jordan's Journey. Um, and it's talking about his childhood experiences of having a feeding tube. And then I just finished an anthology called Own It um, with 56 other authors. (laughs) And so that one I talked about, I think the title is Where Is She Now? And so I talked about like my the first, uh, I think the mother's edition with Erica Gilchrist, I had just went through separation. And so I was, again, building myself back up and still taking care of a child that had a disability and so and taking care of my other daughter like taking care of my daughter as well so being a single mom taking care of a child with disability and trying to build myself back up 
And so in that one, I just talked about how I was working on myself. So that was that self-care piece. And so this anthology that I just did, that one I talked about, like, where is she now? Like, what happened, like, in the last five years? And so I talk about how my son became an author and how I built this business and how I'm empowering other moms. And so and, and when I was writing it, I was like, oh, wow, like, I really, I really accomplished a lot. And I remember when I was going through the separation, I was in therapy. And the, and the book, my, my children's book, What About Me, launched. And so I really didn't like take it all in. I was just like, I just, you know, told the therapist, I was like, oh yeah, my book launched yesterday. He's like, wait, you wrote a book? And I was like, yes. And he was like, you know, that's a great accomplishment, right? And I was like, yeah, but I don't feel it. And he was like, no, he was like, you have to feel it. He's like, that's amazing. He's like, you're going through all this and you wrote a children's book. And so for him to like empower me to let me know that I was overcoming a lot. And so I had to sit back and actually watch what I was doing and then, you know, going to different events and talking. And so the children's book, What About Me? We launched it in January of 2017. Yeah, 2017. And when I tell you the the first day that we launched it, we had our book signing. And then I was getting phone calls left and right. I was getting inboxes. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't even expecting all this. And so I was literally booked every single weekend until the pandemic. Like, I was booked. I was still booked every single weekend when the pandemic happened. And, of course, we had to, like, cancel a lot of stuff or postpone stuff. But I was just amazed that me sharing the child's story in the children's book was able to touch so many people. I think that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and you truly are a conqueror. And there are several victories that um, you have. And I believe you will continue to have as you um, continue on this journey and the work that you're doing. So, Lavon, tell us two things. One, what would be one piece of wisdom that you would leave our audience tonight surrounding fearless motherhood when being an advocate for a child with special needs? And then where could anybody uh, across the nation find you if they wanted to connect with you? So I think what I would say to them is it's not the end. So I know when you get that diagnosis, it feels like everything's just crumbling and, you know, you, you expect your child to be healthy. And but now you have, you know, this new journey. And so I would say to them that it's not the end. Just find the resources and the support system that you need that'll help you out in your journey and just, and don't like single yourself out and be alone because I get that so much when I do encounter moms they're like oh I was just by myself and I'm like no you can't be by yourself you gotta have at least one or two, a couple people that can understand that journey with you and then just seeking other resources like therapy for yourself so you can you know talk about those situations um with someone who can give you uh resources 
the other thing, the other question, how they can contact me. So we have a website, um, which is www.lmadvocateforme.com. A lot of our information is on there. The podcast is on there. The magazine link um, for the subscription is on there. And then just like I passed the events and everything is on there as well. You can reach us also on Instagram. It's advocate for me underscore the number two. And then Facebook is advocate for me. I believe it's a two behind that also because somebody hacked our first page. (laughs) Oh, and then LinkedIn is uh, just under Levi McMillan. And Twitter, I believe, is under Levi McMillan. So um, that's how you can reach us. But if you want to get to all those platforms, they are on our social, uh, on our website, on our website. Sorry. So all that information is on our website as well. But yeah, so that that's how they can reach me. And then if they need to reach me like on a one on one, then um, they can leave an email from the website and then we can um, discuss anything that they need to discuss about that. Amazing. Well, it sounds like LaVon McMillan, uh, a.k.a. Advocate for Me, has social media sold up, y'all. So <laughs> make sure that you go and look for her um, on those platforms. Again, LaVon, we thank you for being with us tonight at the Relevant Roundtable. Friends, we hope that you would come back and sit with us once again next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then... Explore and enjoy your journeys.